RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome to another week of Live Bold and Boss Up. Today, we spoke with Jill St. Thomas, who's the current CEO of Tampa Bay Tech. She was branded Tampa's tech storyteller by the Tampa Bay Business Journal, and she was named Florida Trends People to Know. She was also featured on Bay News 9, Channel 10, Fox 13, and she's been in the St. Pete Times and Thrive Global. We also speak with Jeremy Wilson, who is been a part of Tampa Bay Tech for 17 years now and is the current executive chair. He has also been a chief information officer, chief technical officer for many of the leading companies in this area. And he's currently a chief technology officer at M. Scott Financial. Welcome to the podcast, Jill and Jeremy. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Welcome, Jill and Jeremy. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Great to see you. You. <laughs> <laughs> you too. I was so excited about today because TBT is something that I think is so important and exciting, like everything that's going on right now. So just to talk about that, um, I'm sure a lot of people are aware of TBT already, but for those that aren't just getting the word out there and hearing all the stuff that's coming up. So I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. And I was I was kind of like chatting with Stephanie because of course I didn't get to chat with you guys on the call earlier. And there were so many things that I was like, ooh, ooh, I'm excited to ask about this. I'm excited to ask about this. So <laughs> I can't great. wait to pick your brain. So TBT is formally or TBTF is formally TBT. Is that right? The reverse of that. So we were Tampa Bay Technology Forum, founded in 2000. And about three years ago, we decided to drop the forum. Uh, it sounded a little stodgy to us. So we shortened <laughs> the name to Tampa Bay Tech. Okay. And you've been involved in TBT for how long now, Jill? Uh, total about nine years. Yep. Okay. And then Jeremy, have you been involved the same amount of time or just more recently? You know, 17 years. 17 so when I was a, years. I joined uh, roughly 2004 when I was a firsty newbie director of technology over Marine Max. And, you know, through the years, you know, through, you know, the value and through the mentorship and the friendship I've built over the years, I've been, you know, an increasingly active member to the point where now I get to work with Jill on a very incredible frequent basis as the chair. But, you know, tell you what, just kind of going back 17 years ago and Ashley and Stephanie, you'll know these people. I know Jill does, but, you know, mentorships from you know, people like Eric Williams, uh, who to this day still mentors me and you know many of my peers on just, you know, basic things about how to deal with boards, how to deal with, you know, various vendors. Uh, so it's been a great relationship that um, I built with him and my peers like John Kimmels and Mike Smiths and Chris Cates over the years. So, you know, TBT, it's, it's much more than I think, you know, getting together monthly and, you know, collaborating with your peers. It's much more than going to our big events, which are phenomenal. To me, it's the long lasting friendships that you build up and you grow. And like me, you look back 17 years, you're like, wow, this organization has really done a lot for me. So one of my, missions is to give back. And, you know, in my role right now, 
I'm just trying to give a little bit back. So, you know, the up and coming leaders uh, that we'll obviously be able to listen to next Thursday during Tampa Bay Tech Track. So hopefully they they'll have the same story 17 years from now. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I know, Jill, you said that Dan Rodriguez was one of your mentors. So when I start, yes, yes. When I started at TBTF, um, I want to say that was in 08. And that was the same year I met you, Jeremy, I think, when you were at Marine Max. And Dan was on the board at the time. He was the membership chair. So that was the role I was hired to do is to, you know, go out and, and drive memberships. And Dan was a phenomenal mentor to me. Um, and so had a, just a, a fabulous balance of, you know, let's work hard, but also let's, let's realize that this is a fabulous seat to be sitting in where you get to meet all of these, you know, sort of the, the movers and shakers of Tampa Bay. So um, certainly to this day, I quote things Dan uh, taught me back in the day for sure. And there's no doubt that he helped me get to the role I'm in today, which is CEO of the organization. Absolutely. I'll put you in the hot seat, Jill. What, what quotes? Hey, we got to hear it. <laughs> there was one. I remember this is going to sound so terrible, but um, uh, for about me, not about Dan, where, <laughs> you know, every month we had different quotas to meet for the number of members we were bringing in, you know, sponsors, that kind of thing. And it was much more about that kind of metrics back, back in the day. It was very sort of like spreadsheet and every week, you know, you kind of got measured for how you were doing. And I hit my number like really early in the month. And so I just, I was like, I'm just going to go to networking stuff and have fun. Like, I'm not going to sell. And Dan was like, but you could actually really crush your number. Like you could go so far above it. I'm like, yeah, but I hit it. <laughs> he would just shake his head and be like, you're the worst at sales, but you're good at it, but you're the worst at it. So I always remember that from Dan. Like sometimes that's good, I think, to have that approach. If you're in a business development role, obviously, sometimes that's a very, very bad approach for being successful in a business development role. <laughs> well, one of the things that you mentioned before is being radically connected. What does that mean to both of you? I can go first if you don't mind, Jeremy, on that. Uh, to me, this idea, and this came out about three years ago, kind of during the rebranding of the organization, and it really was a great opportunity for us to take a look at not only our name, but what were some of the things that we really wanted to start telling in terms of the Tampa Bay Tech story. And so this idea of a radically connected community very much aligns with the story that Jeremy told about his mentorships and the relationships and friendships that he's built from this organization it's the idea that everybody knows the story and the narrative of tech in Tampa Bay, whether you're a student just starting out and you've graduated and you're looking for an opportunity, you know what all the companies do, you know where the roles are, whether you're a mid-level technologist and you know, you're looking for the next place to give back. And so we can connect you with the meetup community or you're a seasoned C-level guy like Jeremy and you, you know, have opportunities at that level to build relationships and really, you know, whether it's grow your business or grow your circle of professional peers, um, there's really something for everyone to kind of plug in. But the key is that we all know where to go and that there's a community that's really open to connecting you to where you need to go. 
Yeah, Jill, I agree. One of the things too also that, you know, I love to do and, and, and with us being at TBT, you know, we look at the ecosystem that's being built here in Tampa Bay. Yeah, obviously Synapse, MBAR Collective, Tampa Bay Wave, you know, they're great partners of ours, great friends of ours. So when we look at Radically Connected, it's just not isolated to Tampa Bay Tech, it's isolated to all these different organizations, all these different companies that are really, you know, connecting, you know, everything from, you know, what we're doing with Cyber in Town, you know, from ReliQuest to A-Line to Shellman to know before, it's phenomenal this radical connectedness is really starting to grow and build some of these companies. So um, this is probably a great conversation over a beer, a glass of wine that we could probably have on for hours and hours, but it's phenomenal to be in an area where, you know, we're thriving for that. But also let me, let me call one thing out too. Let's go back to Dan real quick. Uh, Dan <laughs> is one of the true startup founders here in Tampa. And I tell Dan this all the time, like Dan, you know, you're one of the first startups in town. It's a staffing company focused on tech. So I always tell Dan that, hey, Dan, you're up there with all the other uh, titans uh, here in Tampa that really helped Tampa grow from a technology standpoint. And of course, Dan's very humble, but he is really one of the true superstars, I believe, and true founders that really helped tech grow here in Tampa. Because the biggest problem we all have as tech professionals is finding people to come and finding people to do great things for you. And Dan and Stephanie and Ashley, you all have been a huge part of that. But I give Dan a ton of credit for you know growth for me and mentorship to me along the along the way as well. Oh, that's, just, that's, that's so sweet. nice. I know he'll listen to this and you know be very humbled and proud. Um, whenever TBT started, how many years ago now? Almost twenty years ago. Twenty one. Twenty one years ago, um, mm-hmm. Tampa wasn't really known as a tech hub, and now it's transformed and really Tampa is a technology hub. Um, so many companies are coming here. How has TBT helped in that transformation? Um, back when it started, you know, it wasn't that and now it is. And I think it's been an important part of that. Yeah. And it's interesting when you go back and look at the evolution of the organization, it was founded by, um, folks in the startup space who were building technology-focused companies here, who were looking for opportunities to, you know, network, get together, um, figure out, hey, this is our M&A strategy. What are you guys doing? You know, how are you finding talent? How can we work better with the universities? That really became the foundation for where we are today. And I would say probably in the last, you know, six to eight years, um, we've really evolved our model to um, to focus on supporting the startup community along with some of the folks, you know, Jeremy mentioned. We've got, you know, the newest member of the community, Lakshmi Shinoy at Embark Collective, uh, Tanya Elmore, who's been around, you know, for many, many years uh, over in St. Pete at the Innovation Center, Linda Olson with Wave. There's, um, you know, what Synapse is doing under Brian's leadership there's so many folks serving that community that we could pivot and go, we have huge scale companies here. Who's serving them? How can we take this same model that started out in a bar of, you know, 20 to 30 startup founders and sort of make it translate, make it scalable. And so that's really how we evolved was looking at the community and going, Hey, we're a legit hub now. And these legit, you know, CEOs, CIOs, um, emerging leaders, HR recruiting folks, they need that same type of 
peer networking and those same types of opportunities to connect. So yeah, it's been a phenomenal. When you go back and really look at how much the landscape has changed in 21 years, I mean, how, how proud are we, Jeremy and I, every day to think about that and be able to really be in service to a totally different, you know, part of the community, but where it all started. Most of those folks are still engaged with us. A lot are still on our board. It's, it's really phenomenal. That's the part that I was like, that's the part that I was itching to, to ask you guys because 17 years ago or 10 years ago, did you see TBT to be like this? Did you know it was going to be, um, this big, right? Did you really see Tampa Bay as being like a huge tech hub? That was, that was like my one thing. I was like, wow. When I really dove into it and, you know, kind of researched, um, TBT, I was like, wow. I mean, to have the foresight, right. To see what it could be and what Tampa Bay could be. It's amazing. Did you guys like feel that? Did you see that coming? You know, I think a good way to answer this is, let me take a step back. Uh, Tom Wallace, who we all know Tom as being one of the you know, true godfathers of tech in Tampa. Uh, we have an annual show, and we give out a community dedication leadership award every year. And that award is actually voted on by the previous winners. So previous winners include you know, Tony DiBenedetto, Chris Kate, um, and a few others. And Tony and, and Tom was given his acceptance speech, and he said when he first started tech in Tampa, all anybody wanted to talk about was agriculture and tourism. <laughs> you know, this is back in the 90s. And, of course, that narrative has changed so much throughout the years um, that I don't hear about tourism. I mean, I don't hear about agriculture anymore. We hear about tourism a lot. But, you know, I think when you hear about, you know, the longevity that uh, leaders like that kept on doing and pushing us as organization and as leaders has been interesting. Um, and Jill uh, has worked closer with more boards than I have in TBT. But I would say from a member standpoint, uh, I was hopeful TBT was going to get where it was going to be. Um, I didn't really get involved in kind of the, the leadership role um, until about five years ago. But as a member, I saw it happening. Um, I saw more you know, leaders, more uh, people moving to Tampa. I saw more companies focusing on investing in their technology departments and their technology landscape. So I kind of saw it from a customer or membership perspective. And Jill, I'm sure you saw it from a board perspective as well, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we look back even five, five or six years with the organization, um, what, what became really apparent to me was the attention that we were getting from bigger partners. We, we call our sponsors partners because they really are very arm in arm with us in terms of all of our initiatives and programming. And you know, we started to we started to get sort of sought out by Microsoft, Salesforce, you know, these big name folks that, you know, obviously have a presence in town, but it sort of made us realize, you know, not only are we as a metro, and I always think of Tampa Bay, it's super important to think of it as we are almost three distinct metros, you know, the 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 MSA of Tampa St. Pete Clearwater. But you know, for for, for me, having conversations with these bigger, I mean, global players in the technology world saying, hey, you know, we want to be a part of what's going on in Tampa Bay. Uh, what can we do to support what you what you guys are doing? What can we do to support your board? That was the light bulb moment of like, OK, we've got real momentum here. 
Nice. Well, here was one other moment too. Uh, we do a, a venue we are called Power. We had Otto Burkus, one of the creators of Xbox, come talk at this event. That's when I'm like, we made it. You know, we got the creator of Xbox talking to our event. And actually, he not only talked one year, but he came back the next year. So he enjoyed it so much, wow. he came back the next year. So I think from a tech standpoint, that was, it's a big milestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I felt like, hey, we, we have a platform that people want to be a part of. And, you know, Otto coming back two years in a row, it was, uh, it was something to be happy about. Right. It brings a lot of attention to the area. And I think organizations like TBT is important for a community to help grow. And because of TBT, Tampa has been been able to grow as a technology hub. And I think TBT is a big reason for that. So um, tell us about some of the events that you have coming up. So we have in a week, uh, one of our very first, it's the first of its kind. It's called Tech Tracks. And it's going to be virtual um, as all of our events have been for the last 16 months or so. We're hoping to be back in person, you know, second half of the year here. But this event was really um, born out of feedback from our CIOs and our tech teams that, um, you know, oftentimes when we bring in speakers, we're bringing in C-level, you know, uh, executives to talk. And it's great. It's, it's always, you know, always our speakers are you know, willing to to dive in and talk really technical at times. But our team started to give us the feedback that they could go two or three levels deeper and they would really have loved that. So we decided to build an event for our teams and, you know, Jeremy and and others in his role as CTO and CIO played a huge role in telling their teams, hey, guys, you're all thought leaders, you know, please put in some submissions for this event. It's a great opportunity for your personal brand, for our brand story. You know, if you want to talk about projects, if you want to talk about your leadership journey, like do it, just, just do it. So we have, I think 32 speakers uh, representing some Tampa headquartered companies, some global companies. And it's really a, it was really interesting from an events perspective that the event sort of built itself. We ended up with really distinct tracks around cybersecurity, around data, around, you know, um, agile software development, uh, network infrastructure, because of all of these different types of technologists that reached out. So um, that's going to be next Thursday, June 24th from 12 to 5. It's free for members. All of our events are free. Um, and I'm really excited about our keynote. We've got Jamie Grant, who is a Tampa Bay native, who's the state of Florida's CIO. And he... Um, He's really an open book about the challenges that he is facing in that role and a lot of the interesting kind of shift for him being in the startup space and being a founder to this really heavily sort of bureaucratic role and and how he sort of has to fight to get things done. So that that's going to be a really interesting conversation. And he himself is an emerging leader. I mean, he's a young guy and to be really looking at the state level and how he can help build technology platforms to serve the people of the state he loves. It's just, it's a really cool story. I'm excited to hear that. Ash and I, we were talking beforehand. It was like, what exactly, how do you get to be the CIO of Florida? And like, what exactly does that entail? Like, I can't imagine. It sounds like such a big job. 
Oh, it's a massive job. And uh, when you guys tune in next week, he actually, one of his slides that he um, sort of talked to us about is an org chart. And most org charts are a little terrifying. This one is like, what? You know, so he's got a lot. He really like he's got a lot of great work ahead of him. I'm super excited to see what he uh, does for all of us in Florida. You know, I'd be interested to also hear what's in store for TBT. Where do you guys plan to take TBT now that, you know, Tampa is now considered a tech hub? That's which is a huge accomplishment. Now, what's the next step after that? Worldwide domination. You know, uh, I'll shed a little light on that. Um, you, you know what's phenomenal about you know, what Jill and the team has done, and many other people have been part of this. You know, other like groups around the state and other places are actually calling us and saying, hey, what are you guys doing? You know, what's going on in this Tampa Bay Tech uh, thing that you guys have evolved and built? And it's interesting to kind of talk to like my peer uh, and Jill's peer in these other areas. And it just makes you realize how much more mature we are because of the different things and different decisions that we've made along the way. So, um, you know, there, there's groups are asking us, Hey, can you be part of our group? Can you help us grow? So I would say, I would say those are things that we have talked about in the past. We'll continue to talk about, but also I, I think what's interesting is we transform is a lot of our companies now are not just based and operating in Tampa. They're based in Tampa, but operating nationwide, worldwide. So, you know, one of the things what we try to figure out and one of the things we're trying to really uh, understand is how can we service our member groups uh, outside of Tampa even more? So, those are things that we continue to think through and continue to focus on. I think us bringing in outside speakers that aren't just focused on Tampa helps out. Um, I think getting more people involved. Um, at the doer level, like what we have going on next week with Tampa Bay Tracks is a huge thing. Uh, so that's going to be something we continue to evolve in. You know, one of the things that I, I do on a quarterly basis is uh, I reach out to my previous um, uh, partners that played this role and ask some different advice and different things that we should do. And uh, one of the things is, you know, how do we grow? And, uh, and what does that look like? So that, that's a constant conversation, but it's exciting to have other like groups talk to us and, and you know, say complimentary things about what we do. Nice. I would add to that, too. I think what's been really interesting and I, I would like to think it's part of, you know, us really being vocal about this radically connected mission is that. You know, we're starting to see a lot of collaboration efforts with other tech councils across the state of Florida. And we all share the viewpoint that a win for any of us, a, a, a huge, you know, a company uh, establishing a headquarters there or, you know, winning a big piece of business, adding to their team in a significant way. Uh, that's a win for all of us. So there's this interesting conversation happening at the state level that's extremely collaborative between all of the metros that, you know, we're really starting to now that we're coming out of last year, which I think in a lot of ways just put all of our visioning, our long-term strategic visioning to a screeching halt um, to some extent, you know, we're looking at how can we put on events together? How can we better support the narrative you're building about your metro and how does it compare, contrast, you know, with ours? How can we better help each other? And that, that's a really new 
um, effort. And I'm super proud that, you know, our board, our leadership team, and all of these other boards and leadership teams that Jeremy and I have reached out to uh, and, and the previous chairs, everybody's open to that. Everybody's starting to really get that as opposed to feeling guarded as opposed to feeling like we want to keep, we want to keep wins here. Um, so I'm really pleased about that. And I think there's a lot to that story that we're going to see in the next five or 10 years. That's exciting. Which, um, which States have, have you guys been in contact with the most? I would say for me and I, so we're a part of a group, um, much as our companies join Tampa Bay Tech, I'm a part of a group called TECNA, which is the Tech Councils of North America. So it's groups from all over the U.S. and then Canada. I would say, um, personally, I've been in touch a lot with the folks from Oregon. They have a really interesting model. Um, they have a different kind of membership base than we do, but they've gotten, especially last year, um, I turned to everybody for and all the other CEOs for advice of how to how to stay connected and engaged virtually, how to be really mindful of, you know, Zoom fatigue, which we all certainly were feeling last year, and balancing that with what our members need most. Um, did they need some quiet? Because if they needed some quiet, then we could get quiet for 30 days. You know, if they needed smaller roundtable sessions, we could provide that. So I would say definitely... Um, Oregon was a huge uh, uh, source of inspiration for me and mentorship. Uh, and then South Florida, we definitely have worked a lot with South Florida and had conversations with them. So yeah, it's a little bit of everybody. I feel like everyone's just super open and collaborative, which is such a cool community to be in. Nice. All right. I know you guys are busy, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, I'm just excited for everything to come and to see how Tampa Bay and TBT evolves in the next five years. Um, but one last question is what piece of advice would you give to a young aspiring entrepreneur or an upcoming business leader who wants to get involved or just, you know, be successful in this community? Yeah, I mean, I think the advice that uh, that I'd give, and you know, this is advice that's not unique to me that I probably was given over the year. Just you know, be assertive. If you have a point of view, if you have a perspective, share that. You know, be authentic too. I think everybody loves originality. Everybody loves something that's really true and authentic. Um, and then also be willing to learn and share. Um, you know, let's learn from each other and let's uh, take those lessons learned and hopefully do better. But yeah, what I would say, don't be afraid to jump in. Uh, there's more people here that want to help you out than you think. Um, and part of that is uh, just raising your hand and getting involved and getting engaged. I would echo that same thing. Put your hand up. You know, one of the things that both Jeremy and I have, have shared today you know, specifically about guys like Dan and, and you know, John and Chris is um, people will answer your phone call here. If you are looking at somebody in the community and go, wow, I really think I could connect with that person. Um, chances are they're one connection point away. And I will say my own, in my own experience as someone who is in this, you know, community, I did not start out in technology and, there were a number of meetings that I sat in where I was like acronymed to death. I had no idea what anyone was talking about. And there are still those meetings. In fact, I was in one earlier today with, with uh, Jeremy. So there's always an opportunity to learn. And I don't think anybody in this community 
could be like less judgmental about that. People love that. People love when you put your hand up. People love when, when you say, help me understand that. I, I never thought of it that way. So um, certainly you're in a great, great community to learn if you're willing to be a little bit vulnerable. No, that's great. And I think Ash and I have seen that just by creating the podcast and having guests like you two on here, you know, just the willingness to help and, you know, answer questions and just be a part of, you know, something that we're all, we're all in this together. So yeah, you know, we definitely see that. Go Tampa. I felt like, you know, we were all cheerleaders for Tampa Bay. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love it. For sure. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for joining us today. We're super excited. Thank you, TBT. Um, we're excited for the event coming up this Thursday. We'll include a link in the show notes. Um, and then uh, thank you to Next Path for all your support. Yeah. And until next time, guys, live bold and boss up. This is a dark to light with Frank and Beans Quick Fix on Radio Influence. So we are joined by a warrior against all things horrible to children. <laughs> Joe Mobley. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah, uh, I've never been introed that way, but I like it. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> so you live down in Loudoun County, Virginia, and we got a glimpse of you before Wendy even spoke with you um, because you were speaking out at a hearing against the sexually explicit books that the, the the county had basically purchased against their own regulation. Can you explain this a little bit? Yeah, well, amongst the just all of the terrible things that Loudoun County Public Schools are doing, um, you know, CRT, chief among them, I particularly, I was not very happy when I found out about the, the sexually explicit materials that they put in. Um, but basically, they have in these books, these graphic scenes from like violence and sex acts, sex acts that I haven't done myself. And I've been married for 10 years. Um, they also have like kids doing stuff in school on teachers desk and under desk. And it's just kind of crazy. So I was telling Wendy, you know, this actually kind of promotes the agenda of human traffickers. Human trafficking is a $150 billion industry. And to do that, you know, the only company that's more profitable than traffickers is Apple. So to do that, you need to have process. You need to have really strict disciplines and revenue streams. And so I told her, you know, there's a six step process. There's this wooing, this, you know, throwing off the moral compass. Uh, uh, but, yeah, if, if you've listened to that particular meeting that we had with the school board where we just read this stuff and you should have seen their faces on the faces of the people in the room. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for me to read. And I, I'm an adult. Dark to Light with Frank and Beans can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.